And welcome back. George Norrie with you. Coriel Kramer with us. Her website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. We're going to take your calls this hour. Fascinating work that you do. Thank you, George. I find it fascinating myself, especially on this subject. Do you spend time trying to communicate with human souls, too? I communicate. I, I say that I talk to anyone. You know, I communicate. I do human um, psychic work. I do animal psychic work, whatever. I just, but I feel more comfortable with animals because they're, like I said before, they're so open. They're so free. They're so truthful. I don't have to deal with, um, you know, the strong emotions that you usually have to deal with, with, with human beings. Are most of the animals that you deal with, have they been domesticated? Most of the animals that I deal with are domesticated animals. So that would be, you know, everything from horses and goats and pigs to reptiles and to, you know, cats and dogs, of course. Uh, but I do do work with, with um, um, sorry, I do do work with rescues, that wildlife rescues. Yeah. So I'll work with some wildlife rescue people, and I've talked to, um, you know, hawks, and I've talked to wild animals like cougars and bears and, and all different kinds of animals. You know, it's a different kind of situation, though. When you talk to a wild animal, it's uh, much different than talking to a domesticated animal. It's kind of like the difference between talking to somebody who, in English, when you're talking to somebody in French. It's a different kind of way of uh, communicating totally and completely when you're talking to a wild animal. They're much more freer. They don't have the connections to humanity like the domesticated animals do. Do the domesticated animals ever show any kind of uh, animal emotion? Domesticated animals show a huge range of emotion. They show, you know, they have, I've worked with animals who've had uh, negative emotions such as fear, jealousy, uh, aggression, um, you know, animals who've had uh, problems with, uh, you know, being, you know, having worry or concern for either themselves, for others, or for their people. So animals have the same range of emotions as, as humans do. I mean, especially the domesticated ones, because sometimes we can even, when we're going through strong negative emotions like fear and worry and concern or depression, we can start actually affecting our own animals, especially with what was going on, you know, with the lockdown. You know, our animals were constantly in contact with us, whereas we were before a lot of us were going to our work. So they had that kind of like uh, border. They had that, you know, that they had that um, chance to, you know, have, uh, you know, that that space and when we were in lockdown we were with them 24 7 so a lot of animals were having strong negative emotion because they were feeling what we were feeling let's go to some of the phones coriel and take them while they come rolling in Lori's in uh to california welcome to the program hi Lori. go ahead hello hello um thank you uh, I had a question about my dog. 
and getting a puppy. But since you guys are talking about reincarnation, perhaps um, you can connect with um, one of my past horses. Just whatever you feel. Can you connect over the phone, Coriel? I can. I can connect over the phone. I can connect through Zoom. I can connect in all different kinds of ways. I usually use a photograph when I connect because it helps to make the connection stronger. Can you, Lori, can you give me the name of your horse, please? Um, Well, there's two. Um, I'm looking at Kelsey, a picture of Kelsey right now. Or Doc might come through. You have two two horses that have passed on? Uh, well, more than that, but these were very... Oh, gosh. Uh, most animals that I, I've dealt with, horses especially, I've connected with um, not as well as I'd like to, but had very special connections with with these two. And what were the two names again? Uh, Doc and Kelsey. Doc yeah. and Kelsey. Kelsey is coming through stronger than Doc right now. Doc is kind of like standing um, back and letting Kelsey kind of like take the take the reins, so to speak. No, nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but Kelsey is you know was a very very happy horse, um, lovely lovely light energy. So what I'm what I'm again I'm just doing a quick connection. I'm not really fully and completely connected, but I do want to say that Kelsey had this wonderful, light, happy energy. Like, always, like, it felt like Kelsey was constantly um, feeling like her her energy was supposed to make others happy. Uh, Almost like a therapy horse. You know, you couldn't be unhappy around this this being this being's life purpose was about making others feel good it's interesting that you say therapy um Kelsey was yeah very very cheerful one of the most cheerful horses that i've ever dealt with and i've i i've dealt with horses i was riding before i could walk and my parents raised horses or raised horses um kelsey i i had a spinal cord injury and Kelsey was trained to lay down for me. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, really cool. So, yeah, so she's coming through. I'd like to contact you after the show, um, but I just wanted to um, – I had to put her down recently, and I, I'm having bad feelings that maybe I did it too soon. I know, and that's that's normal. A lot of people, especially when they have to euthanize their animal, they have guilt around it. I myself had major guilt around my own heart cat when I had to let her go. There was a lot of, that was a very, very emotional situation for me. So I totally and completely get it. Um, and you can certainly find me on my website. It's CorielKramer.com. You take emails that way, Coriel? Hmm? You take emails through your website? I contact me through the contact page on my website. I'm happy to do uh, sessions with you and with Kelsey and Doc so we can get more in-depth. And that's what these reincarnation sessions are really about, is it not only finding out information about your animal coming back, if they're coming back, but also I'm trying to help you heal as much as possible because the animals don't want us to feel guilty. They don't want us to hate ourselves for putting them down or helping them transition. They're all about love, and they're all about healing. 
All right, next up, let's go to Carol in Dearborn, Michigan, on the wild card line. Welcome to the program. My old stomping grounds, Carol. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hi. You know, fascinating that you would just talk about guilt. Um, m- one of my first cats um, I had to put down, uh, she had a mass, a cancer mass, and I, I, I took the vet's advice. I, I did it. And I wailed with such grief all weekend from the depths of my soul. Well, there was another cat that I saw as I walked out of the vet, and she was so depressed. She was in a, in a cage all curled up, and I told them, I want, I'll take her home. And they said, well, come back on Monday. If you still want her, you can, you can adopt her. I came back on Monday. I adopted her. I took her home. Um, and... You know, the first thing she did was bite me <laughs> because I reached in, you know, and, and I scared her. So she was sort of alone, you know, in, in the room with me just for a little while longer. And she did something. Shana, the cat I had to put down, used to do something that was just strange. Cats don't do this. She would open the door and there was a broom behind the door and she would bite the bristles. This new cat opens the door, bites the bristles on the broom, and I yelled, Shana, it's you. And I, and she never did it again, ever. I've had her for decades, you know. Um, and I, I just knew in my heart that was, that was Shana coming back and saying, mm-hmm. I love you. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Just momentarily a soul entering another soul. That's so it. That's it, Carol, 100%. There's what I call walk-ins, and the walk-ins are when the animal soul steps back, goes to the back of the bus, so to speak, and then another soul is able to, for a a moment or a little bit of time, be able to step in and start doing stuff that the other animal would never do. Is that like a human walk-in choreo? Yeah, it's the same thing, too. I mean, if you, you've had people who channel other people, like John Edwards, you know, he can channel, like, um, you know, your, yep. your grandmother or your father. It, it's, and what it is is that his soul steps out for a second or goes to the back of the bus, and another soul is able to step in. And they act and sound and, and do the exact same thing that that person, soul, used to do. It's the same thing that happened with Carol and her cat. Amazing. It truly is. Next yeah. to Carol, thank you. Let's go to Elise in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to the program. Hi, Elise. Hi, Elise. Hey, George. Um, was it uh, Corey? Coriel, yes. Coriel. Um, I have a question. I have a, a big black cat that I just got about, oh, I don't know, Oh, it was a Christmas gift to myself. Uh, so it's been just about a little over a year. And um, I'm wanting to know what happened to him and if how he's, if he needs to feel that he needs to continue the oral pain medication or if he's okay without it since I can't really afford a $1,500 hip surgery. Wow, that's a lot for... That's, that's a lot. Um, but what I would say, you know... A quick answer, and if you, we could certainly do a session where I would go more in depth into it. But what I'm feeling, Elise, is is that um, I would try to look into alternative therapies, 
some animals line up with allopathic or Western medicine. Some animals line up with alternative medicine. Some animals line up with both. Your boy feels like he's going to need, <clears throat> excuse me, alternative therapy. So you might want to look into, for his, his teeth issues, so you might want to look into things like uh, acupuncture or energy healing like Reiki. You could certainly contact me because I am an energy healer as well. But I think it's, he's going to line up better with the alternative aspect of healing than he would, would with the allopathic or Western medicine. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck. Well, Jim in Michigan. Take it away, Jimmy. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going tonight? Okay, Jim. Thank you. Um, I believe I have had a dog reincarnate back to me. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of interested if there was any way that she could confirm this. Um, mm-hmm. The original dog's name was Tamai, and it was the first dog I ever owned. What kind of breed was it, Jim? It was a Black Lab Shepherd mix. Ah. And about four years, three, four years ago, I got another dog, and it's a considered a huge Black Lab. Hmm. Yeah. But a lot of the mannerisms mm-hmm. and just the facial expressions mm-hmm. are the same with these two dogs. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm, uh, I heard the show and I was like, you know, it's something I've been thinking of. <laughs> Could it be? Yeah. And then the show came on tonight and I was like, oh, no, I got to call. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what say you, Coriel? I'm glad you did. And and here's the thing. You would never consider this question if you didn't somewhere in your heart of hearts know that the answer is yes. Okay, this this would never occur to you to ask this question. I mean, I have two cats, and I would never consider asking the question, hey, are you guys PC? Are you my cat reincarnated? It, it, because I know that they're not. So you're simply asking the question is a very, very strong indication that, yes, she is. The other thing is, is that she's doing exactly what you said. She's doing the mannerisms of the animal that you had before. The facial expressions, the mannerisms, that's, again, a strong indication that, yes, this is an animal that's reincarnated. Because if, if think about how many mannerisms there are that this animal could do. And the fact that they're doing what your animal used to do, your first beloved animal used to do, is a really, really strong yes indicator to me. So when I connect to your girl now, I'm getting yes. She is the reincarnation of your animal that you had when you first, your very first dog. What is it like on the other side for an animal? This is pretty much the same as it is for people in non-physical. It's, um, it's kind of like this really beautiful, wonderful place where all these souls commune, get together, 
Not all of them know each other, of course, because there's billions upon billions of souls. But it's it, like it could be like so many different kinds of places. There's there's so many different aspects to non-physical. I mean, is there a heaven and hell for animals? See, I... You don't believe Some in people that. are going to debate about this, okay? I find that there is no hell. There's kind of like a limbo, what I call a soul rehab, where the, re, the soul has to go into this, for want of a better way of saying it, rehab, to work out whatever they were karmically working on when they were here in the physical. And then they can go back to non-physical, they can go back to the light. So animals are so pure of heart, I have not, and this is for me, and again, one animal communicator might get something differently. This is my experience. I haven't really found any animals in rehab. (laughs) The animals are so pure in their love that they really and truly, their spirit goes straight back to non-physical. Can you tell by looking in the eyes of an animal if it might be the reincarnated version of the past one? Yes. The oh, eyes are the so. windows to the soul. And the soul is, a, is the reincarnation. That's the factor. When you look at an animal, when a person looks at an animal and it's their reincarnated animal, the, the best way I can describe it is you just know. There's no, like, is it? Is it not? Is it? I'm not sure. I think so. Maybe. There's just a 100% yes. This is my animal. I know it. I can't explain why, but I just know that this is my animal. There are some who are not friendly to animals. Mm-hmm. When those animals die, I would guess they aren't going to reincarnate and come back to that person. No. They're long, long gone, right? No, they're not going to. They needed to work with that person. As, as crazy as it sounds, it's true. You need to work just like a human needs to work on their self karmically. So you might have an interesting, what I call an interesting childhood. So that interesting childhood might involve stuff that normally people would say is awful or terrible or just horrible, but you have to work through that in order to become the soul or the person that you're supposed to be. Coriel, we're going to come back and take final calls with you in a moment on Coast to Coast AM. On our next Coast to Coast program, Mark Schultz joins us to talk about a scientific study on happiness. I'm looking forward to that. And then later on, Riz Mirza joins us, a psychic medium, to talk about the other side. And welcome back to Coast to Coast, our final segment with Coriel Kramer, George Norrie with you. Coriel, tell us about the package. You have a package for reincarnation animal entails. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is a two-session package. The first session I go into if the animal is coming back, um, how they're coming back, and I get a certain kind of time frame. I want to make sure that I check and double-check to make sure that I am getting yes if they're coming back or no if they're not. And, again, I want to tell people if they're not, the animal is not coming back, they have done nothing wrong. It's not about guilt or not about shame. It's simply what is. 
Then the second session is usually closer to the date that I was getting the animals coming back or the time of year that I'm getting the animals coming back so I can get more specifics um, when they're coming back, how they're coming back, where the person should look, what the person should do. Is this person in the right frame of mind for the animal to be coming back so they can be open to it? Have they let go of the guilt from the transition? where we're trying to, you know, do some healing work uh, so that I can help that person feel better and release any of those strong negative emotions that could keep the animal from coming back and reincarnating in the time frame that I was getting in the, the first session. So I'm offering a two-session package, a special two-session package. There's a contact form on my website specifically for the reincarnation. And we do a possibility call where that's where I talk to the person and I get them more specifics on what I can do and how I can help them and how I work and if it seems like we both resonate for one another. And then we can continue working together through the two-session package that I'm offering now. Does every animal have a reincarnated story behind it? Not every single animal. No, they might have a reincarnation story or past life, but not necessarily with that person. It might be that they're having uh, a past life from something that they've had, you know, previously, like years and years and years ago, you know, but it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be with that person. Usually what I'm getting is, is that it's usually a heart animal that comes back. When I say a heart animal, I mean an animal that has become almost like a soulmate to that person. Uh, they touched your heart in a certain way, and that connection is so strong that it sometimes wants to continue in another life in this life. All right, let's go to final calls. East of the Rockies, Pauline's with us in North Carolina. Hello, Pauline. Hi. My question is, um, I had two cats. One was Peaches that lived with me inside, and I was heartbroken when I had to put her down. I was really distraught over that. But my question is about this other cat. Uh, her name uh, was, uh, I called her outside cat. She was a feral cat, and she lived on my back porch for about 18 years. I built her a little house, and she would come when I called to, to feed her. And after a couple of years, she let me pick her up, and I was able to pet her and brush her. And then she then she started to get old, and then one day she was gone. She, I don't know what happened. I was wondering if you may know, you know, what happened to her. It feels like, uh, again, the outside cat is her life was supposed to be outside. If she was meant to come inside, she would have. So any kind of guilt or any kind of, like, questioning about that, that should be, you know, let go and released. Outside cat feels like what happened with her was something got her, whether it's a dog or a coyote or something else. But it was definitely something bigger than she was. And it happened quickly. And if you want to know more, if you want to get more in-depth in that, because we can only go so far on, on this call, what I would suggest then is contact me through my website. But it feels like it's quick. It was quick. There was not a lot of pain. It was like happy, happy, gone. So um, if I hope that helps you in some way to heal your heart for outside cat. 
Does that help a little bit, Pauline? Uh, yeah, I thought maybe she just went away to die somewhere because she was getting so old now. But that's heartbreaking to know that she went that way. I know. But it was, again, quick and very little pain. It was it was something that just got her, and it took her out very, very quickly. So I'm sorry that I couldn't give you something that was more happier for your heart, but just know that she's, you know, she's okay wherever she is. Coriel, I've always been told that when an animal runs away, chances are it's running away because it doesn't want to die in front of you. Is that true? That's sometimes true. There are some animals that need to be on their own when they pass. There are some animals that need us to be not in the general vicinity. That's why some animals transition while we're away on vacation or we're not at, we're not at home, we're away at work. Because we have a tendency to kind of like hold them back through our love. And they want to be able to be released and go back into an easier transition. And if we're holding them back with our love, we can kind of make that harder for them to leave. That seventh dynamic that you discovered, how did you come across it? The visionary. The visionary I found because a lot of, all of the dynamics I found also coincide with the seven chakras. So the visionary is uh, connected very, very deeply to the third chakra, which is the, uh, not the third chakra, the third eye. So that's the sixth chakra. So I just basically was connecting again to my work, and this just flowed through me, and it just made sense. And I got all the plus traits and the minus traits. It was just like what I call a download, which is, you know, when I connect to spirit or I connect to the universe, I just get information, and it's downloaded into me. And that's what happened was that's how I got the seven dynamics. First time caller, Kath, is with us in Delaware. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kath. Hi, George. Good morning. Good, Good to morning. have you with us. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I feel very, very blessed. Um, it was just a day of synchronicities for me. Our, my, my dog, Sam, passed three years today. Oh. And you've been on the show for the third time. And um, I asked him if you could help answer my questions, and things have just fallen into place. Oh, good. Uh, he, was, he was an amazing little dog. Um, he died unexpectedly in 2020. And then I started, the end of that year, I started hearing him say, Mom, Mama, I'm coming home. Oh. And this was right during the COVID time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had an idea that he was coming back. I didn't know how. Yeah. And uh, so I started calling around and asking different people who was having, uh, I have allergies, and that's who Sam took care of me as a service dog, yeah. and he was for my allergies. So um, he knew I would have to have a poodle. So I called all these breeders. And it led me to someone in New Jersey. And um, we went through three animal communicators. Mm-hmm. And you you give specifics and, and you know, t- around times and what the animal is going to be like. And we were only ever told in the spring there you will be three. And 
uh, pick the most intelligent dog. Mm. Um, we weren't told whether to pick a boy or a girl. Um, nothing. So we got yeah. this breeder, and there was this little girl sitting on this poor little pup's head. My husband picks her up, and he says, that's it. She's going home with us. Put the collar on her. And that's how we got our Anna. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if Sam was coming back, um, Anna is totally 100% 100 different. She she has migraines. She bites still. And she runs from us. So I know she has issues. Yeah, and we've had Reiki done on her, and the vet can't figure it out. Uh, that, that's usually when I do a lot of my best work is when the vets are having a hard time figuring out what's going on. So I would definitely say for Anna, we should probably do what I do, which is my weekly session packages. Um, that okay. because I work over time, and she needs right. time to be able to release whatever is causing these issues, the biting, the allergies, the, the, the whole nine yards. And if we can work over time, then I would suggest doing an animal communication session package. Then for Sam, we can definitely find out when he's coming back through doing a reincarnation package. The thing of it is, is that every animal communicator is different. Some animal communicators, it depends on how tuned in they are to reincarnation as a subject. I happen to be really tuned into it. So I get a little bit more information than maybe another animal communicator will get. It doesn't mean that they're doing anything wrong. It's just how tuned in they are to the subject. So definitely contact me. I'm happy to help you uh, try to find Sam as as best I possibly can. And I'm happy to help you and your new little puppy, you know, Anna. Do you sometimes communicate with the animal, Coriel, not the reincarnated, but the living animal to ask them what's wrong? Oh, absolutely. I do a lot of work with, with animals who are having behavioral issues, uh, unwanted behaviors coming out, going outside the litter box or, you know, aggression, biting their person, attacking their person. Um, I've done a lot of work with with animals through the dynamic, not only animal communication, but through the dynamic work as well. That's probably a huge uh, percentage of the reason why people contact me is unwanted behaviors that the animal is exhibiting. Let's go to Angel, truck driving in Oregon, west of the Rockies. Angel, go ahead. George, hi. Hi, Cora. You're speaking to my heart, sugar. Um, I've had one soul that she's been with me this life and a past life, and I lost her back in 2018. I'm sorry. Like I said, when you said heart connection, I definitely have a heart connection with her. And just let me know, by any chance, do you see maybe her coming back to me in this lifetime? Her name was Nikki. Um, am I getting that she's coming back to you? It's not really, really clear right now. Yes. The reason okay. being is because I'm not getting a yes or a no. I'm getting a possible so what I would probably say is is that if you sent me her picture through my website, then I can get a, a clearer idea 
and I'm happy to do that for you if I'm getting a yes or a no. But right now I'm not getting 100% either yes or no. Okay, I understand that. I've had another dog that came into my life, I believe, is another soul soulmate from when I was a child. Now, do people usually have a couple of them come into their lives maybe? It depends on what's going on with your soul plan and with what's going on with their soul plan. The soul plan is what's going to happen with that soul, whether they're reincarnating, whether you knew them in a past life, things like that there. So, but it's not unusual for an animal to come back several times or an animal to, uh, for somebody to have several of heart animals coming back. If you do, you're awful lucky, okay, because usually we get one or two, uh, one if we're lucky, if we're lucky. So if you get more than that, then count your blessings. <laughs> Coriel, we're running out of time. Uh, would yeah. you give out your email address to folks? The email address that you can contact me through is uh, mail, M-A-I-L, at my first name, Coriel, last name, Kramer.com, or you can just contact me through my website. Which is probably the easiest thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You take care of yourself until next time, okay? Okay. Listen, George, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being back on the show. Absolutely. We thank the world of you. Lots going on this week. Great programs for you, so stick with us on Coast to Coast. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean LaDessure, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Tim Benall, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett, I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.